It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Tyvis is already sitting here trying to fire a coach. No, I'm not. I, I, listen. What was the question? Listen. Tyvis asked, asked me just a minute all ago. All I did was ask Jay a question. I said that the Browns is by week is week <laughs> five. If, if the Browns so happen to be 1-3 or 0-4 oh going into the bye week, is that grounds for exposure? G? <laughs> well, you Because you're saying they got a six-game You lead. got a six-game I know, a lot of people said six. I'm just oh asking the question. 0-4 is problematic. The first four games is not no cakewalk. Oh, it's, no, listen. What is it? Since no, four or five are home, but they're all tough. Exactly. I, I, well, listen, you, I have a new uh, sense of uh, optimism going into these uh, games now, and I'll tell you what we're going to get into because I... Because it's an area Smith? I'm, I'm feeling real confident <laughs> by myself. I'm I think everyone is right now. I, I, it was borderline <laughs> cocky, so listen, trust me. I know you don't, don't throw the 4-0 out hey, listen, I don't need hey, you hey, doing hey, that just I yet. Felt, I felt so good. I bought the sheets of integrity. <laughs> I he t- feels so good, he's calling... Five and zero after week four. Look, 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 I got that spot today. Boogie is with a ski mask. He's the gatekeeper. No one gets out without Boogie saying they get on. I love this place. I look forward to coming here every week. Good, man. We're glad you do. If I got to kidnap a couple people to keep my seat, I'll do what I got to do. It is what it is. Hey, desperate times, bro. Okay, um, Bulls out. We got to do Bulls bet. You want to get through that right away? Yeah, absolutely. You have it? Speaking of kidnapping, I kidnapped McNuggets locked <laughs> in the bunker. Said I'm going to get my shot. You know, McNuggets, when he gets back tomorrow, guys, we got to give him a hard time. He was in Myrtle Beach for an extended weekend, mm-hmm. and he sent a text to the group chat, I don't know, Saturday maybe. Oh. Right hand to God, man. I'm not kidding. I just got recognized in South Carolina. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, oh, God, Richard. Yeah. Hey, Mama, I made it. It's like I guess that's what it's feel like when you no, you're on the radio, right? One of your high school classmates. Really? Yeah. He said this guy that came up to him and goes, "What in the hell is McNuggets doing in Myrtle Beach?" <laughs> that's crazy. And he said that he went to high school with with G. Bush. I that's wonder crazy, how he bro. feels to, for the rest of his 
like Tom for right now, he'll be McNuggets. Not Mike. I know. McNuggets. <laughs> Forever. You know what I call him, but we'll go with McNuggets. Yeah, let's go with McNuggets. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is like when he is recognized outside of Cleveland, it's uh-huh. McNuggets. Yeah, and, and, I asked him about I said, I said like if when you was when you go out with like girls or not well, he's in a relationship now, so he ain't got to worry about it. But like did, did he give you the go ahead to give that information or yeah, national television? Not, too bad. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if he don't show up tomorrow, sorry. we know why. But I said it, so I might as well go ahead with it now. Double down, I was right? saying that if, when he's out. <laughs> the double down is double Let me show down. you some pictures of Mikey and the new girl. <laughs> no, because I said, I said if this one of the things that get real serious is like, say in a couple of years they got married, would they be Mr. and Mrs. McNuggets? Yes. I like that. They yeah, would, no, they'd like, be a two-piece. Yes. Exactly. They'd just be a two-piece. Oh, you know what? What kind and of sauce, they? And then when the first baby's born, they'd be a three-piece. <laughs> How many sauces come with a two-piece, Jay? Spicy. <laughs> Straight spicy. Spicy sriracha. <laughs> All right, what's Bulls bat before we go too far down another rabbit hole? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get to it. And every yeah. time we get the bet, uh, Bulls bet of the day, it's brought to you all by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook. When you enter deposit code SPORTS, you'll receive a second chance bet up to 500 bucks. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball, hockey, to help you win big. <laughs> Check out BigRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And what do we got today? What's his bet today? The Reds. Well, Reds minus 120 they, at the Rockies. They beat the Miami. Uh, that's a good bet. I like that bet. I don't know who the starting pitching necessarily matchup because I'm sure that's Miami twice. I I had a friend call me Saturday who was pissed at bull man. He said I got to jump on this bull train because he's so red hot on baseball. And of course, he lost lost on Friday. Hey man, I hope he didn't put too much down, bro. You got to it's training wheels on these bets. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta put fifty cent. It's money you can afford to lose. 50 yes, cent. fifty cent. Don't, don't put no money like Drake said. Hey, never lend nobody no money. You need right back. No, I had a, I got a homie that bet. He put fifty cent, and if he would have won the bet, it would have got him eighty six thousand. Now the parlay was like twenty yeah. legs. Or yeah, I've got good. a friend that does that every day. If he can take twenty five, he takes twenty five. He hit a thirty one k last year. What? He's been one pick from three different thirty thousand plus paydays. One of them was fifty five thousand. One game. The one See, that he just one, missed, makes me he sick. bet a dollar. It was 24 or 25 that night. Clay, All Clay Thompson had to do was hit three three-pointers, and he would have made 85000 or something like two, that. He made two, He hit two and rimmed one out late. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start one of those slush funds. That's the way to play it, guys. One dollar big parlay bet. I'm buying that. that that's that's the way to it. Twenty-five legs. Twenty-five legs. It's a dollar a day. Well, that's, that's not a, always twenty-five. That's, that's a tough. 80, ooh, but wait. he goes fifteen. He goes twenty. He really start when he starts feeling bad about any of the bets. He slams it down. Okay. So I mean, he doesn't do anything Pulled that he doesn't bit. think can certainly hit. Yeah. But so he so has a method to his madness. He has a method. He how, knows baseball and NBA as well as anybody how, I know. Apparently, how, he don't. How, he don't bull don't because he, he listens how many to bulls. Times did he, no, he's this different guy, different friend. That oh, to okay. Bull. I now, did he win? If he put in, did he win within his first year? He won within his first three weeks. So last year, oh, he bet, uh, uh, I think it was at twenty or an eighteen or a twenty parlay. And he hit on a dollar, hit thirty-one thousand. This year, he's been one bet shy of hitting three that would have been bigger than thirty thousand. 
And he sends me his tickets every day and he videotapes it. So I know these are legit bets that he's placing and I'm able to track them in real time as he is. I need this. And I can't so get just go a dollar a day with parlay. a big parlay. Yeah, tell him to give him, give like him my that. number and tell him, let me let me roll with him. What, well, so what I'm, doing this year, what I'm doing is I said, double up, make it two. Because I ain't got time to mess with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just go. Yeah. You get the other dollar I bet. said, double it up and I'll pay you at the end of the year all for all of my bets, win or lose. But he said, oh, you won't owe me anything. You'll get a big check. I, I will hit one in the, for between now and the rest of the year. I will hit one. He's what? been so close. Well, is he trying tell, to triple it up? I'm about to say, tell him to triple, triple it up. Like, hey, no, no, we can say go five dollars for one. I showed him a dollar for. You know what? We're gonna throw G in there too. So just tell him all four of us. Five bucks. Hey, this five for McNuggets wedding. This is cause. This is cause for the NBA college basketball. Hold me back on the bench. Hold me back. That is a slam dunk competition. Whoa. I was wondering why he was gripping my shirt. I'm like, what's going on? Jim? You good? <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, we encourage you to uh, bet responsibly. Yes. Uh, go ahead. And by the way, if you didn't know, Earl is in for McNuggets today. Earl, it's always good to have you in the chair. It's always good to have you in the chair as well. How so are we doing? Uh, I'm good. Good. Man. How good. You? Great. That was good. Ready Mother's for a new week. Family was great. Mother's Day was awesome. Mother's Day was great. Traveled to Sandusky. Took mom out to a beautiful brunch. 83 years old, still kicking it. She's something else. That's a beautiful thing. She's something man. else, man. Well, before we get started, man, thanks, Boogie, for stopping in. Thanks the USFL for landing us, Boogie, today. And as always, USFL is, uh, it was back since April. So make sure you go out to celebrate. You'll get free T-shirts, free, free rally towels for the whole family. Wow. Great seat started at just 10 bucks. So buy your tickets today at, the US, uh, at USFL.com. Jay. Uh, what was it? Late Friday, I woke up, my phone <laughs> yeah. was going crazy. Mm. The Browns made a huge trade. Mm. I was stunned. I got to tell you, I thought that they were set at the defensive line. We had talked about that on the show. No. I thought if they were going to make a move, it would be for the middle of that. De- they've completely, they have completely devalued the linebacker position. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't, they're, they're no, like, it's not, wait, we need linebackers? It's, not, it's not devalued. They are. I think what it is is they really believe that they that the players that they got if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Actually have value. I mean, because you think... So they think that maybe by by strengthening the front line... So so they think that the linebackers looked so bad last year because the defensive line, which I came here and said that. I said it's hard for an undersized linebacker to get off blocks or make plays when the line or D tackles is getting blown back in their face and they're reaching them. So So you think they think that they're okay if you have a strong line? Well, I mean, for today's NFL, you go with the smaller linebacker because you need them more in pass coverage. You need them to get in their zones, hit that 10 to 12 yard mark in that hook drop and make plays. Right. So they think now that we got a stronger D line, 
the offensive line won't reach those guys. They'll be free flowing to the ball and they'll make the play. Boogie, you ever play for undersized linebackers that whispered in your ear? Can you start doing your job so we don't have to take on the full force of this offense? Um, not undersized linebackers, but his point um, holds true. Me playing defensive line, I know it's our job to keep our linebackers clean. Right. And if we're getting blown off the ball into their laps, that's making everything harder for them. The linebacker job is already tough in itself. Right. You don't want 300 plus pound people getting blown back to you. So their thought process is if we can just improve the front, fortify which, the front, which you see them doing yes. by getting Smith in. You've automatically made your linebackers better. Yes. Automatically just by by adding him makes their job easier. So I think that's their thought process. Add up front and then the back end will be see, better. I fe I'm feeling better about this. I've got a big and up front telling me that's how it works. I got a safety back there telling no. me that's how it works. G Bush. You triple what they're saying? Man, I triple, quadruple what they're saying right <laughs> nice. now, man. Listen. 17 and 0, baby. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm trying to <laughs> like calm. you feeling them. I'm trying to calm. I'm cramping in this knee, right? I'm cramping right here. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to stay cool for about five more minutes. But I'm going to tell you what. The Zadarius uh, Smith uh, pick right here, mm. it just put the Browns D-line on another level. It Why did. I'm so excited about this move is this was a position of need. And I've never seen a person flip a position of need like this into not only a serviceable line, not only a good line, but this is an elite line. This is strength now. This is elite. We have never seen another uh, end. No disrespect to Clowney, but the disrespect is real. No disrespect to uh, <laughs> somebody, uh, Emmanuel Ogba, all those. This is the best dude that we have had opposite of Miles Garrett and I'm almost tired of saying opposite of Miles Garrett. Now you got defense alignment and waves and rotations and this is giving me the level of confidence to not only say that the Cleveland Browns will 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 get what I thought was 11 and 6. I think the Cleveland Browns uh -oh. going into this going in, with, with this move right here. I no longer look at on the schedule and say, "Oh, can we win or lose that game?" If Deshaun Watson plays the way he is supposed to with these acquisitions on defense with the new receiving core, every single game, the Cleveland Browns, you should expect when you go to the stadium, when you watch on TV, that your Cleveland Browns have a chance to win that game against anybody. That's and that, was, and that was not That's the case sat before. There in that chair Friday and well, said, and look, as a Bengals fan, I feel really good knowing I'm not saying they're going to win 17 games, but he said what you just said. There's nobody on our schedule we can't beat. Yeah. I Do mean, you think that that's – Tyvis – I it, think that, that holds weight what he's saying. I think to me what this move did to me is, it, to me, the pressure now – outside of Deshaun because if Deshaun doesn't play well, then it's all – He is still the election yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. But outside of him, the secondary. You know, this secondary didn't do a, they don't do a great job of getting picks. You know, we got G new who's yet to have his first career pick. Denzel is more of a pass breakup guy, right? Grant Delpit actually did really well getting picks at the end of the season. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now you added a Juan Thornhill who's a mm -hmm. post safety that does get picks. I think with the pressure of this D line now that ball's coming out. It's right. come. It's got to come out. So now these corners and these DBs can be more confident and sitting on routes, jumping routes, and now they can maybe now they can play off the ball yeah. and know that the ball has to come out in a timely manner. They jumped the route. Now you're getting takeaways. Now you're getting Deshaun the ball back. Now Deshaun's getting that rust off even at a rapid pace. Right now, before maybe before the bye week, he does look like Houston Deshaun again because now he has those reps. I think it was about improving that defense, getting the ball back to the offense because with the offense with Kevin Stefanski's in his right mind and he's on the road because I've seen it. I've at least I've actually been in games against 
Kevin Stefanski where he's on the roll. He can make that thing go. He can score some points. Boogie, the logic here is it all starts up front. I'm looking at what Jim Schwartz did in Philly last year, and it looks like he's trying to recreate the same thing here. The idea is if you've got three good pieces up front, that's Mm -hmm. fine, but six is even better. The whole idea is it's almost the way baseball players or pitchers now are used. You know, you work until you're tired, and then you come out, and then we bring in a fresh arm. It's almost like he's trying to do in Cleveland what he did in Philly last year, which helped get them to a Super Bowl. Is that the way you see it? Absolutely. I always, like I told G, the pass rush and the pass coverage works in tandem. They go together. The pass rush is doing well. The ball comes out quick. I expect a lot more turnovers in the back end. And when your first unit is dominant and they come out on a bad team, the drop-off is noticeable. But now, with six great pieces, the first unit can go out, take three, four snaps, and then that second unit comes in and there's no drop-off. That's the telling of a great team, and I believe that that's what you're going to see this year. That's why Jim Swartz is a huge addition to this defense, trying to replicate what he did in Philadelphia. And I think now, this last piece, Adam Smith, that was the final piece he needed. Because yeah. at first, we thought Oboe was going to have to step up and put up numbers that he never put up before. Mm. We were hoping and wishing sure. that he... Had a career year. Now he's opposite, just another piece. Yep. Opposite of Jadavion Clowney. Now we bring in Smith. We know what he's done. He has a, a track record of double-digit double sack seasons. Three out of the last so, four years. Yeah. Ten, ten so now that you can move Oboe as that rotational DN, that third DN, it's, it's going to be amazing. I think this is the wave of the, you know, it's a copycat league. We know that. We know when Belichick started playing double tight ends and, mm-hmm. The athletic tight ends, the whole league morphed into that because mm-hmm. he won rings with it. Mm-hmm. It now it seems like the the it thing in the NFL is to get that defensive line to a spot where you're just coming at the opposition with waves of fresh legs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tyvis G, do you think that this is this is going to be the, the way NFL defenses are built going uh, forward? Uh, of course, that they, they've been doing this going back. I mean, this is this is early two thousands. They wanted, to but isn't didn't Philly take it to a totally they, different they, level they, last year? They took it. They took it. They took it crazy. Like they got, got no one get no one's all these dudes getting ten sacks. They had seven eight guys getting ten sacks. That's ridiculous. And the crazy part about it is those were deep tackles. Um, these are, you, you, if you get ten sacks as a deep tackle, that's really like fifteen sixteen because you getting. I, you getting touched by everybody. A third eye by the guard. The center is touching you. You're getting chipped. And they not going – and that, that's after you got to earn the right to rush the passer. So that means you got to get off blocks in the first part of the, uh, the, the, the series when it's, when it's first or second down. So what they doing right now – is they stacking levels and now we now the games can come. One thing about Zadarius Smith is he's devastating inside. He's devastating. He his best work is over interior guys and he's just too skilled. He, you, you see him swatting hands and getting to the side. Mm. He, he's he's rushing the edge. Guards can't quick set on him. It's just like it's devastating. And when you <coughs> got a guy like that in a quick twitch well type type scheme. Now, you can't uh, go ahead if you want to put Miles Garrett over there all the time. Like, go ahead, go ahead over there. Like, Zadarius Smith is not gonna sit up here and tell you like Jadavian Clowney. They're trying to scheme Miles Garrett open. He's gonna sit up here and say, "Well, listen, I feel I'm just as good as Miles Garrett. I feel like I'm just one of the one of the best defensive ends and pass rushers in the game." So now that mindset, and I love it from this perspective. 
uh, the young OG at Ogbo. Listen, he thought he was going to come in. And this was his opportunity mm -hmm. to start. <clears throat> now, guess what? It could still be his opportunity to start. Yeah. Because now, look at this depth. Look at guys now rotating. Look at guys now competing. Hey, Hill and Hurst might not be. Hey, I don't know who's going to play, but now <laughs> you got an opportunity to say, you're going to fight it out. This ain't no more Camp Cupcake. When you look at the wide receiver room and you look at the defensive line room, there are slim pickings when it comes a lot to of competition. Yeah. Competition today. usually leads to success. I'm wondering how, and I know you guys are on the defensive side, but I'm wondering how mentally taxing it is as an offensive lineman hmm. who's putting his hand down every single play and he's looking across him and in a normal boxing match, it's like a boxing match, but in the third round, you're going to see another opponent. Yeah. And in the fourth round, you're going to see a different opponent. And in the fifth round, it might be the one that you saw in the first round again. As a boxer, you got to be like, wait a minute. I'm doing every rep and you're doing half the reps. I've got no chance. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it. That's what makes it so interesting because now as a tackle, you know, these guys listen, there's five positions that you have to have on your team. Obviously, number one is quarterback left tackle DN corner wide receiver. Those are like the five most important positions on the team. When you look at the left tackle in this situation, obviously they'll be going against miles or Zadarius Smith. You know, they have a certain set of moves miles get off the ball faster than a lot of people. So I got to get out of my kick slide like that, that first kick slide got to open up why right. or not. He's gone. Yeah. If that's the case. Now you got to now you got to go with a double oh seven comes in here. Maybe he's a spin move guy. So it's like now I got to know how to play each different guy because each different guy has a move that works. He might be a bully guy. He yeah. might be a finesse guy. So there's a mental quarter about a third or fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you wow. ain't a vet in this league, if you ain't Joe Thomas it, it's going to get I said something. I said I'm glad you pointed out. I sent something to Earl this morning and, and it, it showed just the array of moves that Zedaria Smith had. It was on Twitter. Um, the orange and brown um, report had it, and, and when you look at like the way that he is is is, is beating these guys, he could beat you with speed, he could beat you with power, he could beat you inside, he could beat you outside. He's able to he's able to rush in all these different lanes, and now what you set up is packages where now if you can get a guy in third and long and third and in, in, in more than ten yards. Now look what you're able to do. Look at look at some of this stuff right here. He's on the on the right hand side. Now Boogie, this is clinic tape right here. Look, swat and swim, get off me. I'm I'm getting home. I'm I'm running the hoops and getting by him. And you look, you talked about that ball had to come out quick, tackle him for no gain. Now you look at him right now. Look at the power, transition into power, bull rush right in the backfield. Boom. Jeez. This guy and he closes with impunity. He ain't he ain't walking around. There he is at the top of your screen on the left hand side. His hands is, is Ooh, tremendous. Turn the toe. Turn the toe. And he's, and he's finishing. So when you look at these plays and you talk about what Zedaria Smith has done, he has now set the Cleveland Browns up. So now it's just not a Deshaun Watson thing. Now it's just not a Nick Chubb thing. It's just not an Amari Cooper thing. Because when you was coming in trying to play him, we gotta stop Amari Cooper. We gotta stop Nick Chubb. We got to stop Miles Garrett. They just added another person that you got a game plan you against. Stop this no, you got to stop this guy. Game plan it, it against should, this guy. The way this <laughs> roster looks, it should be a competition. They should. It shouldn't be worried about who on the schedule. You nope. know what? The offense should be like, we got to outshine our defense today, and the defense should be like, listen, we know y'all came to see Deshaun and all that, but we here too. We want to be the ones to make the. Boogie, are we overly excited here for one? I mean, you can you can smell the enthusiasm no. here. Is this warranted? 
I don't know what's in the air today, but you guys, <laughs> this is the most excited I've seen you. I think the three or four times I've been here. Like, <laughs> so is it is it are, is it is it warranted or, or is are, it we, are we? No, is it Kool Aid? Are we knee jerking right no, now? No, ain't no Kool Aid. This is warranted. This is the real deal. <laughs> this is warranted because See, this now is a that, pass. I like that because that's yeah. kind of an outsider. That's yeah. not a guy that's yeah. a Browns mm-hmm. homer that's going to come in here and. No, because this is a pass happy league. Like Travis said, quarterback, left tackle, DN. Now you have two of the top seven DNs in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Your book ends. So the excitement is warranted. Um, I'm super excited. I anticipate double digit sacks for both of these guys. I remember I came here about two weeks ago and we were like, Who's going to be that? Can a Browns guy get 10 sacks? It hasn't happened since. Nobody besides Davion Clowney. We were, we were scrambling. We we're like, ah, maybe hoping and wishing somebody will have a career year. Now we we know somebody's going to have double-digit sacks opposite of Jadavion Clowney, so it's warranted. What's weird for me is, and I was, because I, I, I kind of was pumping my own brakes on mm-hmm. Saturday as I'm thinking about this. I'm like, how can... I, I think this is the most significant move the Browns have made in the offseason. Yes. And we're talking about some serious free agent signings mm-hmm. and the draft. This is the biggest but name. I feel like got. this is the biggest move they've made this offseason. As, as far right? as names go, I guess productivity as well. Because I like I said, every move they've made has been it hasn't been a big name guy, but the productivity that they bring is there. But with Zadarius Smith, he got the name and you know what he's about. Like I said, that that right there changes the energy. They're definitely giving Jim Schwartz what he needs to uh, be a, a great defense in this this league this year. And I'm just happy about the culture. You know, we was talking about Jadavion not playing on third down. I don't think with Jim Schwartz, you even gonna have that conversation. I'm not. I'm only gonna play on third down. Like I don't think that's the thing that's gonna, he's gonna let fly. I think that's why I said the the biggest move that they've made so far this offseason has been getting Jim Schwartz and Bubba Ventrone because they're gonna change the culture. Right. Right. That was already once there. I tell you, I tell you what, Jay. Um, you know, he, I got so excited I had to print some stuff out. <laughs> yeah, I you did. know you're excited when the printer <laughs> the printer working. It's it's in color too. Y'all see, it's in color. I say, go ahead, waste it a little bit. Don't even worry. I got color. I got the ink. Don't worry about it. it this move is worth this it. This move is worth it. Now listen, 82 overall on the PFF grade. Now listen, I'm going. I'm gonna throw a couple things out here on run defense. He's only got a 70 score. 70 score, right? However, if you look at that 70 grade, look at what we had before. We was down in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm. And, 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 and I believe when you're playing against a guy or playing with guys like Miles Garrett, you can ramp that up because now they, he's getting double teamed more than anybody in the league. And now that means you are singled up. Uh, 84.7 pass rush grade is one I really like. And I look at it just not the sacks. 10 sacks is cool. That's awesome. Uh, the 28 solos is great. But take a look at we talked about the front. And the, and the secondary is married together, right? Look at the pressures. He had 10 sacks. He had 53 hurries, 15 hits on a QB mm. for a total of 78 pressures. Now wow. think about that. 78 pressures just coming from that guy. Not to mention with Miles Garrett bringing the table. And not, he's he going to be single team. And he going to be you, single. You can't let Miles get the single. That's just not yeah. going to happen. That, that's not so. So it's even going to be worse because Miles is still getting double teamed and you might have to swing that back over there to pick up a third. So if this man is one on one and you got the Tomlinson coming in. Oh, yeah, come on, man. It's either that or it's going to be a lot of three man route concepts. Because it's going to be a lot of quick they're going to be leaving yeah. the tight end Max Pro. and the back checking. So now you only got three receivers. 
with seven defenders and back there. And that limits what you can do in the passing so game. So now you sure. need those now you, have to pitch, so now you have to so pitch your poison. So. Especially against Cincinnati, a team that can come at you with waves of wide receivers and, a, yep. and, a, and an accurate quarterback. You could change – the way you beat really good teams is take away what they do best. Mm-hmm. And I think what Cincinnati does best is that pro set offense where they've got a lot of wide receivers running some pretty complicated and downfield routes. Mm-hmm. If they're getting home quick, that changes what Cincinnati wants to do. That gives you a better chance of being successful. Earl has something for us. Yes, yeah, so I had a question for you all. We're all talking about what he brings on the football field, and I think that's great. But we've had plenty of conversations on this show about the Browns lacking that alpha dog in the locker room. Right. Did the Browns finally get their alpha dog? I'm glad dog you brought that Darius up. Smith? And I, I don't know enough about him yeah. to say mm-hmm. that with any certainty. I just know that when I watch him play, he's a guy that jumps off. Do you guys know, is he that guy that's going to fire and brimstone and be a guy that they can rally around? I can't speak on him being the alpha male like yourself said because I don't know him personally. Right. So I can't speak on if he's if he's that guy, if that's right. his personality. But I will say he brings confidence to the group. He brings a proven track record. He adds competition to the group. So that'll just improve the group in itself like that. I can't speak Good on point. alpha male, but just all those other things that I said that he brings to that D-line room. Yeah. He brings a guy that when he stands up and talks, you listen. Because you want to get to where he's getting, and to, that's what to. they need. He's a pro. He's been to Pro Bowls. Yeah, he's had double-digit sacks, and there's certain guys, young guys in that room that haven't reached that level yet. Right. So I would be sitting next to him trying to pick his brains, like, yes, every day. Can we go out to practice early? Yep. You, you know I what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to make. Tyvis, um, have you played with anybody that's played with him? Did you get any kind of report from any of your former buddies telling you this is the kind of guy he is? No, I haven't actually. But without. The, the thing about the alpha dog thing, the alpha male on the defense that they need, <laughs> again, I said they, they've addressed that already. Jim Schwartz is the alpha dog. Yeah, but don't you have need. to have one? You have to have field. some, but it starts at the top. Okay. It starts okay. with the coaching, sets the, the, the culture. He sets what you're supposed to do. Right. And I think Zadarius Smith is all, he's a pro guy. He, he's the dude's a pro. So he's going to come in there. He don't, he don't, he look like he ain't a nonsense <laughs> guy. I mean, obviously, Coming into this, I think they got a bunch of guys that they don't seem like they talk a lot, but they all very productive on the field. So I think they're all about their business. You okay. know, you think about last year when uh, <laughs> J3 came out and said, you know, guys leave this facility and they just don't care about football anymore. They go home and that's it. They do their work here and then they go home and there's no extra study. I think with these guys, they got a bunch of pros in there, a bunch of vets that understand what it takes to be great. And that right there is what you need to change the culture to begin with. So I think that's what we'll see the change right. on the field. So as well. it comes from the cop at the coach. Yeah, I think and I think he brings what it what it takes. Jay, I think he he plays violent. Um, I was watching, trying to get a little little take on his his attitude and what he's like. So you know they got the NFL top 100. I think a year ago he came in at number 51 on the NFL top 100 players, and they went and talked about how this dude is just he's just he plays violent. He plays fast. He plays aggressive. And the fact that he's sitting there saying, he told himself, like, look, I need, I'm trying to be defensive player of the year. I need, like, when you go back and watch this man's tape and what he was doing, go back to, go back just a couple of years ago um, at Green Bay when he had a little bit of a coming out party. 2019, 13 and a half sacks. 2020, 12 and a half sacks, right? Um, you, you look at it and you still think about it. He almost had, when you talk about 45 solo tackles, uh, in, in uh, for a total of 55 tackles when you combine his total and his uh, in his regular tackles. The crazy part about this is he he missed all of two, 2021. 
with a with a back injury. And if there's any one knock on him, yeah, that's the fear. There that's the fear. He is he's a little older. He's 30. I think he's 30. 30 plus is in like six months, I think. So I think during the season he'll be 31. I had a buddy tell me once backs don't get better. No, they don't. Trust me. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. I, I'll let, listen. I'll tell you. I didn't had a couple of them surgeries. They do not get better. And, and when it comes to bending and being a, he plays so violently. Um, it puts him in that position. I was talking to uh, Matthew Collar. He covers the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and he said uh, during the first part of the season, he was the NFL Defensive Player uh, of the Month, and he was unblockable for the first half of the season. Last year? Last year. Who are you talking about? Uh, Zadari Smith. Oh, okay. And, and so what happened was he had nine, almost, excuse me, eight and a half or nine of those sacks within the first half of the year. Oh, really? Production fell off at the second part Didn't of the year. Didn't fall off. It fell off a cliff. One and a half Jesus. sacks. One and a half sacks in his last, in the last half of last year. Why? Because he was hurt? B because he was dinged up. He had a little knee injury. Well, so, if that's the case, then that explains why they brought in of course. all those younger guys. Of course. Right. So right. We, we're going to use you sparing. Of we course. got somebody. We, instead of going every down, we got somebody that can come in yeah. and still be productive. Okay. And, and, and that makes so, sense. And so when people say, oh, well, he's coming in and starting, that might not necessarily be true. Like Agbo might be the guy who's going to start off, but for what they got him for, for what they did and what they lost, this is a home run because once again, they're hedging their bets everywhere, right? Young free agents, uh, uh, signing trades, all that I good just, stuff. I just like getting them from everywhere. I just like the fact that they finally listened to us and decided to get some veterans in there. there you I go. mean, the whole team last yeah. year was pretty young, on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I kept saying lack of leadership, not a lot of experience out there outside of miles. You know, not you got the case is coming. And they got a bunch of guys that's been here for in this league for a while. Earl has a read, and then we're going to bring in uh, Mary Kay Cabot. Yeah, before we bring in what I call the GOAT, I want to let you all know that this next segment of the show is brought to you by Lorraine County Community College. Your classes, your future. Register now for summer and fall classes. Learn more at lorrainecc.edu. Uh, and we bring in cleveland.com Browns beat reporter, Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. How you doing? We're just trying to temper our enthusiasm on the Zadarius <laughs> Smith uh, acquisition, acquisition here. Are we, are, are, I don't know how much of, of our excitement you were able to pick up on, but is it warranted? Is it over the top? Are, you know, this, this guy seems to be the, one of the missing pieces that Jim Schwartz's defense really needed. Yeah, you know what? Just about a, a week before this, I had written that they needed and that they were looking for a veteran pass rusher. So I knew they were in the market. They were really looking uh, very hard at Melvin Ingram. And, uh, you know, he was somebody that they came close to. Uh, they came close to actually making an offer to, and they were working on a contract structure when the Zadarius thing kind of came back to life on Tuesday or Wednesday. But I think the excitement is warranted. It needs to be tempered just a little tiny bit uh, because of some of the things that I heard you guys talking about right before I came on. Uh, he did have some minor injuries last year, a knee contusion, then he missed most of 2021 with a back injury that required surgery. Uh, so these things have to be tempered. You know, the enthusiasm needs to just be brought down just a notch, but when healthy, he is dynamite. And I think he's gonna be an amazing, amazing compliment to Miles Garrett. And, uh, you know, I wrote a column on, um, on Saturday. Yeah, I wrote a column on Saturday about, you know, what does this trade mean 
for Miles Garrett and Oboe. And, uh, you know, I kind of really went in, into depth about how Jim Schwartz will use all these guys and use his rushers. And it really doesn't take a lot of reps away from, from Oboe at all. He looks at the pass rush group globally, and now he's got three top rushers that he can divide up about 130 reps among. Um, and then if you mix Dalvin Tomlinson in there into that rush group, you know, then you're dividing it up four ways, but you're going to roll these guys in. You're going to keep them fresh. And one way or another, they were going to go out and get another veteran edge. Mary Kay, when you look at the, uh, obviously the, the D line is strengthened and the, the secondary is a strong point. When you look at the linebackers, you know, all of them coming off of injuries. Is that something that you think they'll address? Or do you think they're totally comfortable rolling out there with these, those three linebackers that they have? Well, you know, the, the marquee position on Jim in Jim Schwartz's defense is that defensive line. So they have put their money there. They put all of their resources there. They're hoping that their linebackers come back healthy because if they do come back healthy and they fully expect them to, then those guys can do the job that they need them to do. They don't need them to be the superstars. They need them to sort of clean up what doesn't happen in front of them. And so I think that's kind of the philosophy. And that was always the philosophy uh, of Andrew Barry too. I mean, these guys don't go out and, uh, you know, and spend, you know, big, huge bucks on, on linebackers. So, you know, maybe they'll add another one here or there, uh, but I don't think you'll see them give up, you know, some big name veteran player that they currently have on the team to bring in another linebacker. I think they feel pretty set providing those guys come back healthy. Mary Kay, what is the timetable on some of the linebackers? Um, they all, I think all of them ended the season either injured or injured reserve. Um, Sione Taki Taki, he got injured. I, I, it may be a little bit before we see him. Uh, Anthony Walker also has the quad uh, injury or, he, you know, I don't know how far along he is. Um, you know, you had Phillips and as well as JOK. Do you expect those guys to be fully ready to go um, during training camp day one? Or is there a couple guys that they'll bring along a little slower? I think there are a couple of guys that they will bring along slowly during training camp. In fact, I think they'll bring a lot of them along very slowly during training camp. So you might not see these guys practice every single day. You might not see, you know, Sione and JOK uh, practice every day, even Anthony Walker. I mean, you know, JOK is coming off of a midfoot sprain and that, you know, that's something to, you know, to have to grapple with as well. So I think these guys will take it easy during training camp. I think to a certain extent, they'll take it easy in the preseason games. Uh, but, but the method to the madness there is to get them to the season healthy. And I think most of them should be about ready to start the season. Mary Kay, empty your notebook on, on the rookie minicamp here. What, what stood out? Um, what, what, what has the guys excited? What can you tell us? Well, you know, let's start with some of the bigger name guys. I mean, Cedric Tillman, he 100% passed the eyeball test. I mean, you know, you just, you stand there, you talk to him, you, you know, he just looks the part. He's got that Josh Gordon type of build. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's in shape, he's physical, he's big, he's muscular. And, you know, he's going to be that, you know, go, go down, high point the ball and then win that contested catch type of guy. Um, and then, you know, we saw him in camp. He had his a few moments here and there 
where, you know, where he didn't catch something. He got really mad at himself at those times. And that's good. That's what you want to see in rookie minicamp. But for the most part, he displayed really good hands. He has already natural chemistry uh, with Dorian Thompson Robinson, who I thought showed a lot of poise. I mean, when you start for five seasons at UCLA, uh, you've played a lot of football. You come in. You know, not looking, you know, there are some rookie quarterbacks that come into the NFL and they've started 15 games. This guy's got a lot of football under his belt. And, you know, you can see out there that the moment is not going to be too big for him. So those two guys look pretty good together. Uh, They're great friends from their high school days in Las Vegas. Uh, Then Dewan Jones. Um, Dewan, you know, he struggled on the first day. He really did. He had a rough first day. You know, we all saw him throw up out there and, you know, that was a a little bit concerning, but, um, you know, then I watched him on the second day that we were allowed out there on Saturday and he, um, you know, he, he pulled himself together and, you know, he should not have been as, as tuckered out on the first day as he was, because I mean, this is not a grueling practice by any stretch of the imagination. Now it was hot. And so I think he was affected by the heat and that's something they're going to have to watch and something they'll have to, you know, kind of keep an eye on down in at the, like, the green bar briar for the first 10 days sure. of camp. He's going to have to be ready to go for that. Cause it's going to be hot down there. And uh, so he struggled a little bit in that muggy heat on Friday, uh, but he pulled it back together. Enormous man. I mean, he's just a big, big man. He took good coaching from Bill Callahan. I watched him get better over the span of two days. I watched him try really hard and put his heart and soul into it. Uh, so I think he's gonna gonna be he's gonna be interesting to watch come along over the next couple of years. I'm wondering. Um, we we had I think I think it was Hayden Grove tweeted on Friday that actually uh, Thompson was actually a starter at wide receiver over Cedric Tillman in high school. Um, is it, is that true? And if that is yeah. true, is there any thought that maybe they might have kind of a hybrid sort of a, you know, Cordell Stewart slash type where they might look at him even as a wide receiver, if he's got that background. Well, I mean, you never know. These guys really uh, love versatility. And if you can contribute on the football field in any way, shape, or form, uh, then they will give you some things to do. I mean, a, uh, you know, a pass to Dorian Thompson Robinson, you know, why not? You know, that could be cool. He's really good friends with uh, Deshaun Watson. I wrote a column about that when they drafted him, that those guys are really, really close. And Deshaun actually had, uh, you know, some significant input in the construction of the quarterback room. I mean, he's surrounded by a really strong support team in there, and I think that's going to be very helpful for him. He's very close to Joshua Dobbs, very close to Joshua Dobbs. They go all the way back to high school. They've worked out with Quincy Avery for years together, and now you've got another really good friend in Dorian Thompson Robinson, and I think it's going to be a room where uh, Deshaun has camaraderie, where he has friendship, where he has laughter, where he has people that kind of understand him, and then there is some crossover and some carryover in skill set. So I like what they're doing in the QB room. Mary Kay, tell me a little bit about my Buckeyes. You know, Ronnie Hickman signed as an undrafted free agent, Tanner McAllister, and then I also want to hear about, uh, I think his name, Cam Mitchell, you know, a G News boy. Who's, how is he looking? Is he working in the slot at that nickel position? You know, he, he definitely can work in the slot, and they will cross-train all of their guys. They're going to cross-train uh, their safeties and their cornerbacks to be able to play in the slot. So any of those concerns that Greg Newsom had about just having to be in the slot all the time, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think that Jim Schwartz will find ways 
to use other guys in the slot. So, uh, you know, once again, Cam looked looked good. He looked he looked the part. You know, he's got the uh, you know the physical tools, and you can see that. You can see guys that. Uh, you know, if they make a mistake in a rep, then, you know, they can come back and correct it. And he was able to take the coaching really well. He was into it. He looked to be in good shape. Um, those other Ohio State guys, I did not watch them as closely as I did a lot of the draft picks. We're only out there for two of the three days. And so I was really focusing in on a lot of Dorian, a lot of Cedric, a lot of Dewan, some Cam, Siaki. Um, so I, I can't honestly say that I watched, um, you know, the the Buckeye undrafted rookies all that much. Um, but we will have, you know, more opportunities to see them as the offseason goes along. Uh, how you doing, Mary Kay? Quick question. Can you give Good. us some insight on how tight this D-line unit is? Because there's a, not, a lot of new pieces coming in. And he also let us know how Siaki Aka did during rookie minicamp this week. Yeah, you know, the first thing uh, that I thought about Siaki Ika was that, you know, he just didn't look uh, to have the, you know, the weight issue that I thought maybe he would have when we first saw him. I was concerned uh, that when he showed up, he would look like, you know, a little bit soft around the middle and a little bit bigger than what you would want to see. And I didn't see that the way that I thought I would. I was pretty impressed. I think he's already really started to watch what he's eating. Uh, I think he's already hitting the weight room and, and working at making sure that he's got good weight on that body. So that's really, really good. As far as the defensive line room in general is concerned, it's a lot of guys that are going to have to get to know each other and they're going to have to see how everything works out from a chemistry standpoint. Remember, the alpha dog in the room is Miles Garrett. He's the undisputed alpha dog in that room. So it's going to be interesting, I think, to see what the dynamic is going to be now when Zadarius Smith comes in. I think Miles is at that point in his career where he recognizes and understands that Zadarius Smith can only help him. Last year, he had 16 sacks. Miles did. And nobody else had more than three. That was not good for him. He had extra bodies on him all the time. He needs somebody else to take some attention away from him. And Zadarius and even Obo will be able to do that. Uh, so I think that Miles will embrace uh, this acquisition. I really do. I think he's going to see the wisdom in it. And, um, and hopefully those two guys will get along because that's really important. What we're coming off of is a season in which Jadavian Clowney let the whole Miles Garrett show get to him. It got to him. Jadavian is a former number one overall pick. He doesn't want to, he didn't want to be anyone's uh, Robin to Miles' Batman. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to see how Zadarius and Miles mesh together. Right. But if they can get that right, I think those guys are going to be really a, a fearsome duo. Mary Kay, um, I, I, what I was saying a little bit earlier um, is now with this collection of talent, for the first time, um, in a long time, I look at the Browns as a team that has enough talent to compete with anybody. It just happens to be from week to week whether or not you're going to make enough plays or the way it goes. But I don't look at the schedule and cross anybody out in terms of saying, oh, we can't beat that team. This is going to be an uphill battle. Um, I look at the talent level. On paper, where does this roster rank for you um, and, and I, I would say in the new era since, you know, you know, the team has come back. 
Where do you think this talent as constituted? Where is it at in the in the, in the ranking orders for you? Um, because you've seen a bunch of teams from the Odell, the Jarvis, all of the Baker teams. Uh, so you, you will be able to know based on what we see on paper. You know, I would say top to bottom because they have the quarterback now. Any other time that they had uh, Jarvis and Odell and Miles and all those great names together, they never really had the elite quarterback. So this is the best roster that they've had since 1999. I mean, it just, you have to say that because uh, now you've got Deshaun Watson, you've still got Nick Chubb, you've got Miles, you've got Denzel, and think of all the pieces that they've added. Amari Cooper is one of the best receivers that that I've covered here. Uh, then you add in, obviously, Elijah Moore. Now you add in Cedric Till Tillman. You've got Marquise Goodwin. Uh, you've got David Njoku, who's still uh, getting better and coming up the learning curve and doing a really nice job. I think his potential uh, is very great this year. Uh, so this, this has got to be the best roster. I mean, they have completely overhauled this defense. They've overhauled this whole entire defense, especially the defensive line which they needed to do. And now it just all has to come together. Because like you said, when you have it on paper, that's great. It's wonderful to have all the talent on paper. But we've seen many teams before uh, that have plenty of talent on paper. It has to come together. It has to come together through coaching, through scheme, through injuries, You know, staying healthy, um, sometimes strength of schedule. Quite often, strength of schedule is a huge factor. And this year, they're about right in the middle of the pack if you go by not by last year's records because those really could get thrown out the window when you have guys like Aaron Rodgers coming into, uh, you know, onto your schedule. Um, but if you go by projected win totals for, uh, you know, for 2023, which is what like Warren Sharp of Football Outsiders uses, they're about the middle of the pack in terms of strength of schedule. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think they have everything it takes to get it done uh, and to contend for a playoff spot and more. But, uh, but it has to come together out there on the grass. Mary Kay, out of all the, the Browns' new dog logos, which one was your favorite? Oh, gosh. The one uh, on the left-hand side, the bottom, it was sort of, it, it was more like sort of a more simple one, uh, but it still had a little bit of a snarl to it, a little bit of a, a meanness <laughs> to it. But it didn't have too much going on. So it was sort of simple, which keeps in line with, you know, the, the Browns you know, theme for these sorts of things. Um, but yet I still thought it had a little bit of nastiness. Earl, do you have that graphic with the five choices? Actually, we're getting it right now. Give us it. one second. Because Mary Kay, the one that I liked, I think it was dead in the middle. The one with um, the CLE. It had it. the CLE kind of hidden in the neck folds. I don't know if you if you if you caught that or not, but I thought that was thought that a was nice, cool. clever little touch to uh, that uh, that Clevelanders would appreciate. I did not notice that. But perhaps if the other one uh, wins, they can stick a little clee, uh, little clee in there somewhere. I like, too. <laughs> I like, I like what you're thinking there. Okay, uh, that's a you know when you said that when I heard you say that this has to be the most talented roster, and then you start ripping off those names, I don't even think there's a dispute mm -mm. that this is this is on paper. the The problem is we've had rosters with big names on it. You mentioned yep. the Odell and the Jarvis, and even though they were missing the piece of quarterback, you still had, you know, a, a, a Pro Bowl uh, defensive back in there, and, yep. and, of course, Miles Garrett in there. But what do they need to make sure happens so they're not a paper tiger, so, so they can transfer all of this talent on the paper and put it on the field? Mm -hmm. Is that Jim Schwartz? Because we kind of were talking about his influence earlier, and 
how he might be the guy that everybody rallies around. Well, it's not just Jim Schwartz because they've overhauled the offense too. It's got to be Kevin, Kevin Stefanski calling the right plays and the right game plan for Deshaun Watson. I think that all eyes are going to be on Kevin to see how he knits this whole thing together. They have four new pass catchers. I mean, that that's a lot of guys, and that has to come together. They're going up against some offenses that, for, for the most part, uh, you know, have been together for a while. Now, when you look at Lamar Jackson, he's got a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin, our old friend Todd Munkin, so things are going to be different over there. They're not going to be going out and picking up where they left off either, but the Bengals certainly are, and then the Steelers will be building on what they did last year. The Browns, on the other hand, once again, they've got four new pass catchers. Deshaun has never started a full season for them yet, and so they've got a lot to pull together on that offense, too. Let's leave it like this. Um, Give us what you're hearing about Deshaun Watson, how he is, the work he's doing, the trip, any any nuggets that you have on, on Deshaun Watson that can sort of help get us excited here. Well, the one thing that I've seen about Deshaun from the minute he showed up on the doorstep last year, I would watch him, you know, after practice, even in training camp, uh, go down to the, you know, to the far goalposts and just work on his footwork over and over and over and do these agility drills. He has a work ethic like you guys cannot even believe. He is a perfectionist. He's always working on something. And I think that he's going to do whatever it takes to get it right. He's not happy with the way that last year went. He's got these guys working out with him in Houston. Now he's taking them to Puerto Rico this week. So, you know, he's doing everything that he possibly can. And really, that's all you can ask for. Work for me. I'm excited. (laughs) You know, obviously, we want to see results. We want to see it on the field because we know that he was working hard last year. We know that he was doing everything he could on his own when he was by himself. And then once he was folded back into the team, and we just didn't see the results through six weeks. It was very up and down. More of it was probably down than up. What's the way that that's being explained by the organization as to why he looked so rusty? Well, I, I think uh, it's it's pretty easy to see what that was all about. They had to put so many eggs in the Jacoby Brissett basket to make sure that they had something to hand over to Deshaun. So you had you know guys like Amari Cooper and and all these guys really really working hard on their on their chemistry with Jacoby, and they had to run a game plan that was suited to his skill set. Right. Well, Deshaun's a completely different quarterback, and then you know the timing doesn't happen overnight, and he. He didn't really have time to get reps even in the couple weeks that he was back before he started they were still working with Jacoby most of the time so you know he just didn't have the time to kind of get it together with his guys and then you saw young guys that really weren't necessarily ready for the kinds of things that Deshaun offers on the football field those are things that are going to have to be worked on really really hard in the offseason and preseason learning how to run those site adjustments learning how to stay alive and relevant for when he's off script and off schedule and then the other thing that I've been saying over and over and over again he's going to have to just find some guys that you just have that what you can't coach that natural chemistry with that natural camaraderie that just sort of presents itself on the field where you just like a guy and he likes you out there and you just, it just happens together. And, you know, he didn't really have the opportunity to find that last year. You know, Mary Kay, I was sitting here and I just had an epiphany, you know, it's, 
I happen, it happens quite often, believe it or not. But uh, <laughs> so I was sitting, you know, obviously I did the Browns radio network last year. I did the post game. So I dealt with the callers. And, you know, I had to do a lot of therapy sessions last year. But one of the main issues was that they felt Kevin Stefanski, you know, didn't have a pulse on the team. You know, he was so into the plays that he never looked around. Do you think them going out to get Jim Schwartz and Bubba Ventron is uh What's the word I'm looking for? An answer for him to be able to continue to look at his playbook and not have to worry about addressing other parts, defensive special teams, because those guys are good enough to do it themselves. Yeah, well, certainly he is not going to have to have uh, as much involvement on, in those two aspects of the football team this year. My goodness, you don't really have to interfere too much uh, with Jim Schwartz or, or with Bubba Ventron. So certainly Kevin Stefanski can focus way more on the offense, you know, and some of the big picture, but these guys are going to have it nailed. They're going to have it now. They will have their growing pains. It's going to take a while for everybody to figure out, okay, what does Jim Schwartz really want us to do on this defense? But it actually sounds fairly simple. The coaching points seem simple. For the defensive line, it's going to be find your way to the quarterback, find a path to the quarterback and get there and be disruptive as much as you can. And by the way, play the run after you do that. So, um, you know, so I think, you know, that's going to go pretty well. I think Kevin will have plenty of time, uh, you know, to focus on getting this right. And I think Deshaun Watson will have a ton of input in how things go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day on the offense and what's getting called. And I think they're going to, there's going to be constant, constant communication and he doesn't have any limitations. Deshaun doesn't have any limitations. So, you know, it's not like Kevin has to worry about, you know, Oh, can we, you know, can we throw the long ball or can we throw on the run or can we run the no huddle or the RPO or whatever the case may be? Uh, He can do anything. It's an open book and those guys just have to work together to make it pop. I'm never one to wish the summer away, but I, right now I wish it was September 10th, an hour to kick off. Of the, to go, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see this group in action. Uh, Mary Kay, excellent stuff. Thanks, as always. Um, enjoy your summer. I'm sure we'll, we'll speak soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. You bet. Yeah, she's, she's so well informed. Are you saying that the Browns are going to win their season home opener? Which I'm, hasn't I'm, happened. I'm in, saying they have a chance. How many? <laughs> I'm saying they have a chance. Okay. Yeah, Is it a strong chance? Uh, I'm saying they have a chance. I still Duke think they'd be the underdog. Duke be, need, they will be an underdog. Duke and knee jerks. Will the Browns in the, the home opener well, drought? Look, see, this is the great thing about it. They can, they, they, when you make moves, you can get rid of knee jerk reaction. Because if I say the Browns can win the game, is that a knee jerk reaction? No, it's just, I mean, that's a fact. When so, you look at the roster and you put it next to the Bengals, obviously the Bengals have some clear yeah, advantage. But I like mm-hmm. to, I'd but, rather play the Bengals first game because they still trying to figure out. I mean, well, last year they weren't getting this thing. No, I know. And we've like had, a, we've, we've beaten the Bengals five straight times in Cleveland. Um, 
In fact, the only quarterback that Burrow has beaten, and he's seen a number of Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, Deshaun is Deshaun Watson. Yep. It's just, it's, it, that's interesting. Um, I had said Friday when we were talking about the schedule, the NFL didn't do us any favors. I thought, you know, yeah, they gave us four or five at home, but it's not like we're seeing Seattle and Houston and Indy at home. Hmm. <laughs> These four or five that are home are tough games. Yeah. So I believe that the just like it is most seasons, it definitely was last year, the tone will be set after week five. You'll have a good idea. Now, you could be two and three. You could be three and two. But what you can't be is one and four. You cannot be one and four because you've only got five home games left for the remaining 12. It's, it's now back what Jay said it. It's back <laughs> you, when all this, all these little things happen and you always start at the back at one, right? I said, who sang that song? That was Brian, Brian McKnight. McKnight. Start yep. back at one. Stop going to prom on them songs, by the way, too, man. They played at every prom. <laughs> Before uh, my time. <laughs> but, <laughs> Before my time. Yeah, he has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, man, it can't beat the classics, man. But, but I will say it's now back to what, what Jay said a couple <laughs> years ago. Now there's no excuses, right? You got the pieces. You got the parts. You got the receivers. You got the defense. Now... You gonna see if they got. The Do guy. we have the right leader? It's the quarterback. That's, what, that's, that's literally it's, what it's they the, did. It's, it's the quarterback. It, 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 everything is set up for you, big dog. Every A four. No, everything is here for you. It's not even the quarterback. A, uh, uh, that's not how they did it. They did it. You know, last year it was a bunch of teams that went out and you know went and got a bunch of wide receivers, bunch of, bunch of running backs. Philadelphia did it. Detroit did it. We are gonna find out if the quarterback is the answer. If not, we'll address it in the draft. What the Browns have done is we have addressed every position. If it doesn't work this year, it's only one person to blame, and that's mm. the head duck. Yeah, that's I agree with that. Literally yeah. what no, they did. No, we I got everything that. that you need. If it don't work out, yeah. you are the yeah, problem. It, when you go to the grocery store and you go to an elite market and you're buying the freshest ingredients you Produce. can get and they're all on point and then you hand them over to the chef and he serves up a pile of, you know what? <laughs> It's not the ingredients. Yeah, it's, it's the, the guy that's mixing yep. them together. You overcooked that steak and you cut it too soon. You got to leave it on the chopping board and let it marinate. <laughs> let no it so, so soak in there. Then you cut it. See, you, you novices. All right, speaking of marinate, <laughs> I cannot let this marinate any longer. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got to get question of the day. And every time we ask the internet, it's brought to you by PCC Air Force. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits. Well, PCC Air Force, the lead manufacturer in Northeast. Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Minner, Woodcliffe, and Minerva are hiring right now for positions starting at $18 an hour and up. So go get full benefit package, paid times off, and sign a bonus. Just go apply at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So we asked the internet, was Darius Smith the missing alpha dog? And we got 610 votes with 80% saying yes, 19% saying, 19 saying no. We also got two super chats. Uh, one from Cole S says they still have Jordan Elliott listed as a starter, still a gap. And then Michael Ribovich, I, I apologize if I did not say that right. Jay, you should share your friend's parlay to the coach's tier. I don't know what Ooh, sportsbook he uses, but I know that FanDuel lets you share a link to your bet. So we're going to talk about membership. I need to ask him what he uses. I think it is FanDuel, actually. Yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, me and you are going to talk about how to give memberships in a second. Yes, but yes. But before we do that, Let's roll this video from you all talking about membership. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.